listening to My Talk 1071's Jason and Alexis show. I'm Stephanie Hansen filling in for Jace. Dawn is out. Uh, Hope is here with us today. Alexis, Kenny. Good morning. Good Happy morning. Friday. We are in the eight o'clock hour here. We're going to do some van chat. Yes, and Steph, also, we want to know it all. Yeah, I want to. Uh, unpaid researcher producer Phil over there has reminded me that at the end of this hour, we're going to have Kenny's movie review yeah, of Earthquake right now. Yeah, I, I needed additional notes just to make Holly's life a uh, uh, miserable uh, because yeah. I'm going to assign her a real piece of junk. Can we preview what Perfect. we're going to assign her, or is that no. like okay? No, we need no. to wait. That's top secret. That's okay, top, top secret. secret. Top secret. All right. So, Kenny, I got in a van um, in August. I'm actually getting back in the van in September and going on a trip. And you've got questions about van life. Number one, the Wonder Bread van. Where where did that come from? Was it a conversion that you and Kurt did? Uh, What's up with that? Okay, if you want to find a picture of it, it's on Instagram at Wonder Bread Van. My husband found this van. It was a 1971 Dodge XPLR Explorer in a yard in Minnetonka. <laughs> and, oh, he's driving by? Yep. For sale sign? Yep. And he gave the guy, I think, $4,000 for this completely mouse-infested <laughs> shell of rust. It was so gross. And there's a video, actually, on the Wonder Bride Van Instagram when we first got it. It was just disgusting. And he was like, look at this great van. I'm going to fix it up. I was like, oh, wow. Over so the course. So talked about getting a van before no. this? No. He just showed up with no. the van one day. Okay. Yes. I okay. love like the idea of van life. Yeah. And this too. idea of just chucking it all and having this beautiful white van with all these cool Instagram pictures where, you know, you're at the, the beach and you're having a glass of wine in the sunset. This was not that <laughs> at all. So... I was like, okay, fine. Bring it to the cabin, whatever. It's just a project. $10,000 later, he had the van ready to go. He got new upholstery. He redid some of the engine. He made the inside of the van. It had a full bathroom, shower, toilet. He made it so great inside. Nice. But at the end of the day, the van still had 171,000 miles on it. And it's from 1972. But, things were falling off of it. And... But you proceeded to use this van for multiple trips. We did. Right? We put 4,000 miles on that van. Okay. And when we got to wherever we were going and we parked, it was awesome. But then yeah. the next day you'd you start her up <laughs> and have to drive it. Yeah. And it just was, in the beginning, fun. And then it just got challenging. And it just felt like we had to make a decision about how much money we wanted to put into it. So last season, we left the van in Reno, Nevada. Yeah, so you're out on a road trip, and it looks like an epic, epic road trip. And then in the middle of the trip, you just, it just it. You, you said you were going down the road, and you heard a big clunk. We heard a clunk. We blew a water temperature gauge thing, and then yeah. um, it overheated, and then the brake line started leaking, And it just literally was like a cascade effect. And we were just getting ready. We were in uh, Fruta, Utah, when this happened, in Canyonlands. And we needed to get to Colorado. And so we were getting into the mountains. And with no brakes in the mountains, that's no good. No, that's dangerous. So we were kind of planning that we would just leave it 
on the side of the road somewhere and try to sell it or give it to PBS as a donation. We didn't know. But then we decided that we would look for a different van that we wanted to stay on the road. So we found in Fruta, Colorado, which is a different place, but coincidentally named the same. We saw a Craigslist ad with a guy named Lee and we decided he was, we would meet him and go and look at his van. And we had a sprinter van that everybody's. Yeah, it's not a sprinter, but it kind of looks like a sprinter. It's actually a Ford truck that a Winnebago has converted into a Class B van. Class B vans are all the rage right now. So you have all the comforts, or most of the comforts of home, including a holding tank and a toilet, right? That's right. So we drive up to this guy's house, and he's it's boiling hot, and we're in the van, and it's and we pull up in his neighborhood, and he's sitting in a chair. And he gets this big smile on his face. And he's like 87. He's old. Suckers. <laughs> and he's laughing at us. And he's like, oh, there's the van you're in, hey? And we get out and we look at the new van and it has less than 10,000 miles on it. It's got a bed. It's got a bathroom, a microwave, a big refrigerator, a freezer. Like, this thing's nice. Yeah. And I, I'm like, okay you know, offer him this. And Kurt's like, no, I'm not going to offer him that. That's insulting. I'm like, yeah, yeah you should. He goes, you just do it. You just do the negotiations then. That's fine. Oh. So I go over and I'm like, so Lee, tell us about the van. And he goes, yeah, <laughs> he goes, your van, it reminds me of my wife. And she just died. Oh, man. And my wife and I, in the 70s, we had a van like that, and we'd go out on these trips. Okay. It it reminded him of trips with his wife. And he missed his wife. The van itself was not comparable (laughs) to his wife. (laughs) And she's dead. Falling apart, dumpy. Left her at some dude's house. Totally. In the middle of nowhere. So (laughs) he's all excited, and he's got all these fun feelings about this van and I throw a price out there and he's like oh I don't think I could do that and I'm yeah, like well, well that's not gonna work I yeah. can't do what you're saying so somewhere in the middle is where we're gonna have to meet so he throws out a number and I said well no and I offered like $500 less and really at this point I need to get back on the road right like I've got a, a van full of crap but that Steph, van can't make it far. Right. You had to yeah, and you had to it. realize that you weren't leaving that guy's house in that in the Wonder Bread van. Right. Yeah. He I, too. I thought probably not, but I was prepared to do it. Wow. I was that prepared. We would have just probably figured out a way to donate it or we would have just flown home from there. I mean, we yeah. weren't gonna keep going. We couldn't. So <laughs> he says, okay. <laughs> If you throw in the van, he <gasps> wanted a dream come true. Yeah, he wanted the Wonder Bread <gasps> van because he thought he was going to fix it up with his son. And so I was like, great. Yes, this is excellent. <laughs> so the next day we meet at the bank and this is coronavirus times where you have to make an appointment at the bank and we didn't. So I'm oh, pounding right. on the door because I got to get back on the road here and get rid of this van. <laughs> So you don't want the deal to fall through. No. And he was really weird about and rightly so about like, you know, can I write you a check? No. Can I PayPal you? No. So we needed a wire transfer. I'm pounding on the door at the bank. This hippie comes out and I'm like, (laughs) we didn't make an appointment. Here's the situation. He's like, oh, yeah, I can help you. So we go in. We sit down. It's kind of takes longer than it should. And we get the wire transfer done. 
And then the the banker says, well, can I come and look at the van? He wants to look Uh at the Wonder Bread van. Meanwhile, I said to Kurt, throw everything out of the Wonder Bread van onto the parking lot. I am cleaning this new van because it is like, it's like that man has not cleaned it since he's owned it for all 10,000 miles, right? I'm like, we are not putting our stuff in there until I clean it. So I am familiar. I am cleaning it. I have no gloves. I literally burned a layer of skin off my hands because I'm cleaning that thing within an inch of its life. And the banker looks at Lee after the transaction's over and he says, I'll buy Uh the van from you, Lee. But you got to get the engine fixed. Wait, the Wonder Bread? Yes. So, wow, is this some special? Does it have a? It's it's so beautiful inside it. It's so oh, okay. like, it's great. It's, it, yeah. If it had a motor that worked and people could drive it, it'd be a fantastic because it was all yeah. done on the inside. It had a refrigerator, wow. like it was great. So we left Lee on the side of the road in the parking <laughs> lot outside the U.S. Bank while we got our new van cleaned and put all our stuff in it. And and we didn't really have buyer's remorse because we had we were on our way like halfway across the country and getting home and so yeah now I have this other van and turns out I got a really good price for it and everybody wants a van and you can't find them anymore. Yeah, right. that's true. It's very popular. Did you right in now. fact fix the engine on the Wonder Van? No, we left it with Lee and I haven't texted him since. I've wanted to. But Kurt said it's bad to keep in contact with people that you sell things to. So, oh boy, that's oh, that's that? true. Yeah, yeah he's like, just let number. it lie. Don't. Yeah. He's like, we go. the transaction's over. We've moved on. Okay. Yep. That's how that works. Yeah. yeah. So we're getting so ready to get back van, in it. What was it like traveling, going from a van that you didn't know if it was going to make it over the next rise to this wonderful new van that's. Uh, brand clean, new, and runs fine, and the tires are good, and the brakes. That had to be a real serious relief. The first day, in the Wonder Bread van, we couldn't go more than three hours a day because it didn't go over 60 miles an hour. Oh, and overheating. So the first day in the new van, we drove seven hours, and Kurt kept saying, this is lobster, he kept saying, I got a dually. I got a dually. He's always wanted a dually, which I didn't even know what a dually was, but it's... A truck or something that has two wheels in the back. Yeah, so, yeah, he got his dually. Back. Yeah, two, so there you go. two on each side. Oh, yeah. So, it. yeah, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to get the That's dirt great. alert from Elizabeth Reese. That was fantastic. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. We have Elizabeth Reese with the Dirt Alert. Welcome, Elizabeth. Well, good morning. Happy Friday. How's everybody holding up today? So far, so good. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. How about you? Doing well. Feeling like it is a Friday, and I'm happy about it. It's very yeah. nice. I had a little date night with my husband last night, so that was a good thing. Where'd you go? Um, nice. We just went and um, had a little dinner in the neighborhood and just relaxed outside, and it was just lovely. Okay. Lovely. I, you know, anything you can do to kind of just feel a little bit normal makes me feel good. Right I had now. that same night. I went out and felt normal, sat on a patio. It yes. was fantastic. I know. And be, and it was like a perfect night to be outside. So if you're, um, you know, if you have those plans in the future this weekend, good for you. Okay. I do have to talk about some bachelorette news that then was flooding my text messages while I was out on date night. I couldn't help it because I had to check them um, from t- <laughs> some TCL producers because this is about... 
Bachelorette Becca oh, yeah. and her fiance Garrett. Now, you know, we have a special love for Becca because she's from Prior Lake. She's been on Twin Cities Live several times and we adore her. She's fantastic. But Becca and Garrett have been together for two years since her stint as the Bachelorette. She, um, they moved together, they got a dog together, and then they've had some differences in their opinions and their outlooks on life. Um, since the death of George Floyd. So Garrett posted um, his support of the police, and the way that that was taken was not positive, and uh, Becca and Garrett have been on the rocks ever since, okay? Becca is very good friends with Rachel Lindsay, who is another former bachelorette, and oh, Rachel has out has spoken out against Garrett ever since this happened and they were on a podcast together a couple of times and Becca has said that she doesn't agree with Garrett and um, she's trying to figure out how to move forward. So E posted that Becca and Garrett have reportedly split. That story then got picked up all over the place because apparently he deleted a highlight reel in his Instagram of her. She still has a highlight reel of him on her Instagram, um, but then she commented on the story and said, essentially, you might want to get the spelling of the names right throughout the story if you're going to even write a story at all. But she didn't confirm that they were still together. So people are wondering what's going on. Sources said Becca is still very upset with Garrett's comments and the controversy surrounding it. Their lifestyles. That was the first controversy, right? That, um, this is kind of the second. This is the wave second. Of this. Yes, yeah, because there were like tweets and things that he'd liked prior to being on The Bachelorette that yeah. were not great. I mean, mm-hmm. they weren't great. I think they were about transgender people and all. You sorts know what, of stuff. though, good to know now. Yeah, you didn't bring kids into this. Yeah. You just good to know now. You don't have the same philosophies. Move on. Yeah, they're not married. No, they do have a dog, but I think it's her dog. If you adopt a dog with someone and you're not married with them. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You know I love good food, and that is what I love about Factor. It's fresh, never-frozen meals that are chef-crafted, dietitian approved and get this, all ready to go in just two minutes. Never get sick of the same thing with Factor as you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week. That includes Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and if you're watching the carbs like me, a great keto option as well. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash JAPOD50 and use code JAPOD50 to get 50% off. That's code JAPOD50 at factormeals.com slash JAPOD50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. By the way, you should have it be one, one of your dogs. Yes. yes. Not the other person. It shouldn't be like a shared dog. No. You got to be. You can't even share uh-huh. anything until the, you get that ring on and then, oh, Lord help you. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs>
Don't buy yeah, a house it's together. It's not my money. It's our money. That's our right. Money. And just yeah. for the record, Kenny, it's mine. It's mine. my money. Yeah, it is. Not <laughs> ours, mine. Well, at least you're honest. Everything that's yours is, is mine. mine. And everything that's mine is mine. And everything mine. that you yeah. think is yours is also mine. Right. Just to be clear. Oh, I know. That's good stuff. Kenny rolls up in a, in a van. Yeah. And that's mine. Yeah, that's yours too. Until it breaks down. And then it's yours. Then it's yours. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) My husband did say last night, he's like, I just want one room where it's just my stuff. And I was like, okay, great. So do I. And he goes, well, the whole house is your stuff. And I was like, not really. And I go, what? The living room, what is that? My stuff compared to your stuff? That's our, that's the stuff. Elizabeth Reese, your like marital philosophy, your marital life, you've become. It's very uncomfortable in my house because my sister, Cubby, is like a bigger fan of you than of me. <laughs> She's such a groupie that I hear about Aww. every... She listens to the best of the nest. And, well, Marjorie said this and Elizabeth said this. I'm Aww. like, these are my people. I know these people. You're just getting in on what I've known here for some time. You got to get in on that podcast. We really overshare there. We it's, really... Yes. She's a huge fan. Like, fangirly Aww. fan. I'm like, this is so weird. You're Aww. my sister. Quit. <laughs> That's so nice. I'm but, recording a new episode with Marjorie in about 45 minutes this Okay. Morning, tell so. her hi. I will. And nice. here's my yeah. advice. What do you got? Give Jay his own room. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm just trying to... Yeah. Well, the garage? Guys. Yeah. The garage is kind of a... It's sort of falling down. It's not like the best garage. So when we redo the garage, he will have that space. He does have the um, a lot of his things located in the boiler room, which is very nice. Oh, oh sad. And he was, he was going to have... This sounds fancier than it is, but this is an old house. There's a sunroom off of our bedroom. He was going to have that room, and then we accidentally are having another baby. And so then now that's the nursery. Was the baby an accident? 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, because I really was Uh, like, wow, three. That's a lot for a working mom. Yeah. You do know how these things happen. I do know. Yeah. And so I forgot, Kenny. It's been a long time. That's true. Well, when a man loves a woman. And he was just involved, as involved as I was, so that's where we we're at. So yeah. now that's what happened to the to that room. Oh, okay. it'll be exciting though. Oh yeah, yeah, it'll be fine, and he'll figure he'll figure it out, guys. He's doing okay. He golf's regularly. He's, he's fine. Going oh, on a yeah. golf. I mean, he. The life of Jay Rymers is just fine. He is. My husband gave up golf when I had a baby, so that he's still golfing, and you're on number three. I feel like you're doing pretty good. Oh yeah, no kidding. Absolutely right. You know what he stores in the boiler room yeah. too? All of his pheasant hunting gear and his duck hunting stuff. He's, and then you got the hunting oh. dog, which. And I help to deal with a hunting dog. Yep. Right. That's a gift. Do you Those... neuter a hunting dog? Uh, she's a girl, but you or do. Or spade? Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's okay. a great dog. She's a German short hair pointer, but they, I mean, she's a wonderful dog, oh, but they so are sweet. high energy. I yeah. Mean, you, if you're like, hey, let's get the most high energy dog possible. Okay, then we pick out this one. <laughs> with our two small children <laughs> and our working lives. And our chickens in the backyard. Yep. Oh yeah, that's gosh. what we do. Uh, <laughs> Britney Spears, her lawyers are not happy that her family is going public about this conservatorship. Really? It is odd that this thing is still going on. I mean, when you look at really like the the context of what a conservatorship means for most people, it's very it's different temporary. than Britney Spears. Yes, it's very temporary. And it's for people who really, uh, I mean, 
can't function in everyday life, right? Like that just absolutely need that help. It's a strange situation. It is pretty strange when you bring it up and you say it like that. It's been a dozen years. Yeah. Her brother talked about it recently saying she's always wanted to get out of it. It's frustrating. um, Even when people are coming in peace to help. Uh, Her father temporarily relinquished his powers as the main conservator in September of 2019. But he says that this is his job to uh, to take care of her. And it extends until August 22nd. And it's under heavy scrutiny at the moment, this source says, and could end at the conclusion of the pandemic is what a source is telling us weekly. So, Hmm. I mean, you can take that for what it is. I think they're always the judge reviews it regularly. Right. There's always like an expiration date on it to be right. And then it just always ends up being reinstated. Maybe maybe she needs it. I don't know. Yeah. Seems like a free Britney to me, but yeah. But then you see all the videos on Instagram, and you're thinking, I know, I know. She's yeah. And how someone who has so much money has not great extensions. I don't understand this. No, it's baffling to me. Yeah, it's not that hard to get really nice ones. No, I love Mm -hmm. them. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I'm with you on that one. There you go, guys. Get an upgrade. (laughs) All right, when we come back, it's the forced movie review. My Talk 1071's Jason and Alexis show. I'm Stephanie Hansen filling in for Jace and Don, who are out today. Here with Alexis, here with Kenny, here with Hope, my producer from the Weekly Dish on Saturdays from 9 to 11. And Weekly Dish. Yes, here with Holly Roberts, and we have the movie review segment. I can't believe you're making me do this. Why do we have to talk about that? Do I have Forced movie reviews. You forced me to do this. 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 All right. It didn't have to come to this, and before we <laughs> even go any further, this that's is not Holly cackling. <laughs> this is not going to happen again, Alexis. You, you need to get a hold of Jason and Dawn and say this will not happen. Kenny is not going to play. I will walk away. Seriously, this is a hill I will die on. This is the last one I ever do. Now, I've got that one covered. One and done, and, Kenny? Come yeah, on. yeah. And the next is for Holly. Uh, this this is more than passive-aggressive. This is aggressive-aggressive. And you didn't have to take it this way. Holly, you could have assigned me, like, a Barbara Stanwyck ball of fire. Yeah, but, but you would, would have loved enjoyed- it. I would have enjoyed the movie. I would have given a great review. It would have been a lot of fun. And then I would assign to you a movie that you love, and it would have been a lot of fun. We would have fooled these people. Lying on the air is what we do for a living, and we could have pulled this off. But no, you took the low road. So the movie you you assigned... Yeah, You're welcome, Alexa. Lot, pal. Uh, <laughs> yes. The movie you assigned to me was Earthquake from 1974, starring Charlton Heston, one of my least favorite <laughs> actors, Ava Gardner, one of my most favorite actors. I really love Ava. However, she just stunk in this movie. Uh, George Kennedy, I really had no opinion about him, but I, I, I certainly don't hate him. Lauren Green was in it. Uh, Genevieve Behold, I think her name is, Holly. Um, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Richard Roundtree. Uh, Vic, a very young Shaft. Victoria Principal is in this movie. That was fun seeing her at a young age. And a guy, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Jeremiah Johnson with yes. uh, Robert Redford. Fantastic but, movie. Yeah, the silent kid in that movie. Uh, I think, yeah. whatever he calls him, uh, but he's the mute kid in Jeremiah Johnson. Josh Elby is, uh, makes a brief appearance in this movie. 
no. so this 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 movie, what is it? Two hours long, and there's not one second of this movie that is good. Uh, and it opens uh, in the bedroom of Charlton Heston, and he's working out without a shirt on. Good for you. When huh? his wife his wife yeah. comes stumbling in, and and it's Ava Gardner, and she looks at uh, just awful. It looks like. Her makeup was done with a paint roller, seriously. <laughs> and it's awful writing, awful dialogue, and I have to say, very, very poorly acted. They have an argument about who knows even what. It, it was basically monotone shouting. They were just reciting their lines. And this is really funny. They wrap it up as he gets done working out. He goes into the bathroom. He steps into the shower in his underpants. <laughs> And it's hysterical. That is funny. He's a never yeah. nude. Yeah. No, yeah, he, he is. Oh, no, and we'll cover that later, too. So he gets out of the shower. He comes into the bedroom to find Ava in the throes of a prescription overdose. She's oh, laying on the bed. She's drooling and comatose. Uh, but it turns out the overdose is fake because they have a little 3.5 earthquake tremor. Her eyes open wide open, and she rushes into Charlie's arm. And, of course, he shuns her for faking it, and he leaves, and he's, he's, he's mad and all that. But the visual effects of the earthquake, not stunning, not <laughs> award-winning. And they actually, they resemble something shot in, 20, in 1925. For the outdoor scenes during the earthquake, the camera shakes. Nothing else shakes, <laughs> just the camera. Oh, wow. And indoors, stuff rattles. You can almost see the, the pole attached to the table that's rattling and some guy off camera shaking. Do you see a boom and, mic coming Yeah, out yeah, it's, it's almost that bad. So they cut to uh, Charlie Charlton. He leaves. And then they cut to a police chase, and George Kennedy is playing a cop. And they show him uh, driving a squad, and it's involved in a, in a chase, and he's, he's chasing a classic Corvette convertible from, like, the early 60s. And the fake was, uh, the scenes from the car where George is driving, they're so fake and so old school Hollywood that there's a screen behind the car. You know these scenes? Oh yeah. And it and it reminded me of this uh, the SNL skit Toonses the Cat. <laughs> That's how realistic it was. It was. It, I've seen better. I've seen better special effects in Three Stooges movies. It was this bad. Oh, wow. <laughs> So anyway, the guy they're chasing, he crashes into a hedgerow and he jumps out of his car and escapes. And it turns out the uh, hedgerow in the, in the yard belongs to Zsa Zsa Gabor. She's not in it. They just mention it. Uh, a county deputy rolls up and has exchange, exchanges words with George. And, of course, George Kennedy punches the guy right in the face, right? Yeah. How was that? So then uh, there's another 15, 20 <laughs> minutes of completely pointless dialogue and scene. Heston meets up with some gal uh, played by Genevieve in her bedroom. There's supposed to be sexual tension, but it's poorly acted. Uh, and then we cut to George Kennedy getting reamed out by his captain. And the great thing about this is George George actually calls the county Mountie that he punched. He calls him a peckerwood. <laughs> oh. One of my favorite words in the history of words. It means white trash, and it's so funny. But anyway, George gets sent home for being contentious. He stops at a bar, tries to tie one on, uh, breaks up a fight that's disrupting his drinking. And this is where we find Walter Matthau. Walter 
uncredited in the movie, is dressed as Huggy Bear from Starsky and Hutch. Wow. And he's got his head on the bar. He wakes up, takes a slug of liquor, and then immediately passes out again. And uh, Walter reappears numerous times throughout the movie as just being super drunk. Uh, and then there's just a lot of infighting about with the scientists fighting over whether or not they should announce this to the public. It's kind of like the scene in Jaws before they announce there's a big shark, you know. And it just goes on and on and on. At 45 minutes, I actually turned it off and did other stuff. (laughs) So I get back to the movie. 52 minutes into the movie, they finally have the big earthquake. And again, it's this Three Stooges-style special effects, and it's mass destruction. And it goes on and on and on for, I think, eight minutes. And in the uh, aftermath of the earthquake, we find out the dam is on the verge of collapsing. Uh, One of the National Guard guys was picked on by civilians before the quake, and then he shoots and kills three of his Flophouse roommates. And it's just all pointless, and it makes no sense at all. At one point, people, survivors of the earthquake, are escorted into a basement of a shopping center set up as a tree center. um, So we can see, I know. Your monologue? I'm sorry, excuse me, movie review? We can yeah. see it coming that these people in the basement are eventually going to be crushed. And guess what? Later in the movie, they do. Oh. Uh, and and it, it, it ends where George Kennedy is the big hero and Charlton Heston gets killed. And it's the worst movie ever made. It is <laughs> that was an epic monologue, a.k.a. movie review, though, yes. I have to say. Championship. Yes. Okay, oh. Holly, so you're going to get yours when we come back because Kenny's going to assign your movie, so I stay tuned. <laughs> All right, you're waiting for it. I know you're waiting for it, but you're going to have to wait a minute longer for Kenny's first movie review that he's going to assign to Holly because Alexis has something to share yeah. with us first. Of course, yeah, we have our listener rewards in August. Just want to tell you about make sure you get in on this action. You can win $500 from AARP or a year's worth of Royal Canin cat food thanks to Minnesota Animal Health Foundation. These prizes and more, you just get the app. You can stream online and get registered. MyTalk1071.com, keyword app. And yes, it is time. Ready, Kenny? So um, I've learned years ago that Holly and I... Uh, Sometimes we love the same movies, sometimes we we don't, and we agree and disagree on movies, but it's always a fun conversation. I think, Holly, you can admit we both enjoy Breakfast at Tiffany's, Oh, um, except for the Mickey Rooney character. Yeah, yeah it almost where he plays. It. Yeah, he plays a landlord, and he's dressed up as, I don't know, a Chinese fella or something, and it's just over the top. And I'm just going to come out and say it's a, it's racist. It's just the worst role ever. Mm-hmm. Awful. Mm-hmm. And so we've had long discussions about that. Then I, I know I've bent her ear and, and talked about Burt Lancaster, a pretty good movie. And he was a civil rights guy. But Burt had a couple of really unfortunate roles where, number one, the movie Apache, where he plays a Native American. Can and I it just... Doesn't make, go ahead. This is being really weird for me. Only because, you know how you were saying, like, you think you and Kurt would be good friends? Yeah. And, like, maybe I should have married you in another life or something because Burt Lancaster is, like, his jam. Yeah. Weird. And I understand yeah. it. Burt's a great actor. Totally. But he played, he played two Native American roles that have always made me feel weird about him. Apache and then Jim Thorpe, All-American. I've always thought those roles should have been played by Native Americans. So Holly and I have had these discussions. 
So I discovered uh, uh, this movie about a month or so, maybe two months ago, and I don't. I think I've talked to Holly about it, uh, but it is awful. And uh, hope you can go ahead and roll uh, roll the trailer. Eerie secret behind the seven faces of Doctor Lau. Do they come from another world, or are they just one no mysterious being? <laughs> unusual pictures are made, you may be sure George Powell will make them. His War of the Worlds, Time Machine, and Destination Moon are now joined by the strange and fascinating adventures of Dr. Lau and his amazing companions. You wish okay, that's, your future that's a good place to bring stop, it down. Kenny, make it oh, stop. Wow. The Seven oh, no, Faces Holly, of no. Dr. Lau. Oh. It's a 1964 American oh, comedy no. film. And it's starring Tony Randall, who is a wonderful actor, and it's a, an adapt, adaptation of a 1935 fantasy novel. But it details the magical circus of a small town in the southwestern United States. And Tony Randall plays this Chinese character, and Uh-oh. it's just as awful as you can possibly imagine. Oh. I tried watching it. I lasted maybe 15, 20 minutes because it's just so bloody awful and just so off just completely totally wrong and it kind of tainted me for a while and tony randall i had to watch a bunch of his other movies to bring him to back up to where, out of your mouth. to where he should be so holly i'm uh, really looking forward to oh. you uh, watching this entire movie writing a lengthy lengthy <laughs> review and telling all of us what we miss by not watching this big pile of crap that oh. none of us should ever have to watch. Wow. So you're making yeah. me do the work for everybody. For everybody yes. so that this movie never has to be seen by human eyes ever and again. Holly, I hope <laughs> you have to find it and pay five, six bucks to watch it. Oh, because yeah! like I said, like I said before, we didn't have to take it this we could have had a lot of fun. We could have lied to these people. I could have watched uh, Ball of Fire with Barbara Stanwyck. You could have watched What's the movie that oh. you say is the perfectly made movie? It's the um, the uh, guy that married Demi Moore, uh, Bruce Willis. Oh, Die Hard. Uh, Die Hard. Yeah, that's a perfect yeah. movie. That is one of the most perfect movies ever made of all time. Huh. Right. Just... And, and so we could have done that, and we would have had a lot of fun. But no, no, you. Oh, no. I mean, you have to pay no. for the movie, and then you have to review it, and that's what forced movie reviews are all about. Here's what, here is why, <laughs> Kenny. I, yeah. I will accept each other. I will accept the challenge because, like I just said, I will be the last person on the yes. history of planet Earth to yes. ever watch this piece of trash. And yes. so I am really yes. like I am like Neil Armstrong. I am like Buzz Aldrin here. Yeah. I am going to be a hero because this means that this piece of garbage is going to be banished from the canon of humanity. And I, I will. Ve- I, I love just, it. I am vehemently. What's that? Uh, is it easy to find? Seven yeah. Pieces yeah. Of Dr. Yeah. Lyle? She'll find it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> She's a pro. She'll find it. <laughs> okay. 
and, and I'm vehemently against against book burning and erasing history and, and movies and and all of that. But this movie, every single copy in existence needs to be destroyed. Yeah, hilarious. It is awful. It's <laughs> Hopefully, awful. they will all just spontaneously combust after <laughs> I watch it. Upon completion of the film, you may just hear a little <laughs> just go yeah. up in flames. By now, ashes I will just to ashes to dust. <laughs> <laughs> now I will say this. I'm up to the challenge too as a person who admittedly has paid thousands of dollars to institutions of higher learning to make them uh, make me watch mm, yeah. films of a room for yeah. 45 I have oh. paid thousands of dollars to watch yeah. pieces of crap. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. I I can do this and again I'm I'm not only doing this for the show but I'm doing this for humanity. We appreciate that as a humanity. <laughs> I'll be here with you guys next Friday, so we'll be oh, doing good. this all again. It oh, didn't yeah. have to come to this, Holly. It didn't have to. <laughs> Just last week, we had an interesting discussion via text mail about independent movies, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, But no, you, mm. you took it to this level, Holly, so I'm, well, I'm blaming you. I'm actually going to be... Lex. And Dawn, <laughs> and all the people that uh, texted us and sent Great emails idea. and tweeted us. No. Do you like awful. what is when you think of like the worst movie you've ever seen? Like, does one just pop up in your mind? Yeah, the Seven Faces of Doctor Lyle. <laughs> yeah. Not even Earthquake yeah. that you were assigned. Oh, this is way worse. This is way oh. worse. God, with Tony yeah. Randall too. Yeah. Oh, well, I was wondering, too, in the break, because Kenny and I can talk to each other, and uh, yeah, I will not be watching Earthquake now. Maybe you were the no. last person to watch that as well. I've so watched it. It's humanity. not... I mean, it's amusing. It's... Oh, it's so stiff. <laughs> well, the it's fun, just awful. The fun fact about Earthquake is that if you've ever been to Universal Studios and you've gone through that Earthquake experience, that's based on that movie. Like, oh, yeah. it is. Yes, that I didn't is. Know that. Yeah, that is the inspiration because Earthquake is a Universal movie, so they decided to uh, integrate that into the theme park way oh, back in the day. Mistake. You wonder if in today's like society, if those kind of adventure uh, disaster movies are still like things we'd want to watch. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I feel We're like they the right now. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, is it something that? Would anybody want to really do that? I guess Independence Day was kind of an adventure movie, but I feel yeah. like the Marvel Cinematic Universe fills that void in as much as like you've got an all star cast, they're mm -hmm. doing all of these things because it's like you know, Airport 75. Like, yeah, <laughs> the Avengers is the new Airport 75. Oh, that's yeah. funny, Holly. <laughs> Well, uh, hopefully our it. friendship oh, will recover, Holly. It, you know Someday, yeah. uh, somewhere down the road, we'll be friends again, but not for now. <laughs> not for the next <laughs> For now. Not That's all right. Now. We'll put it on ice for now. Oh, man, that was so fun. Thank you yeah. so much for coming in, Holly, and, and for today and last week and next Friday for this punishment. I mean, forced movie review. <laughs> Thank so, you. It's, it's yeah. a treat. Yeah, it's a treat. It's going to be great. And it's always fun to hear your voice. And I can't wait to see you again. I know. Man. When will I see you again? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all of you guys, Kenny, Steph, you too. Yeah, it's been six months <laughs> like, since we've seen you. Right. It's been a long time, but uh, it's always fun to have you guys and to see you, at least through the radio. So, Steph, thank you. Yeah, and we'll see, see you guys you next Friday. Friday and listen tomorrow, 9 to 11, Weekly Dish. That's right. Yes. All right. Have a great weekend, everyone. We love you, and uh, you be you. We'll talk on Monday. Bye, friends. Oh, baby, any day that you're gone away. 
It's a beautiful day